I'm Josh Liston from On The Bubble Podcast, an oral history of television fandom, part of the Gunner Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnerGeekNetwork.com. I can hear you being quiet, Mom. I, um, hope I didn't ice your game, man. No one my age says those words in that order. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Yeah. For years I've been taking care of this little boy. Making sure he is loved. That he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. And what I worry about most... I love you, Miles. ...is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Want to get out of here? Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You gotta promise, Miles. I promise. Welcome everyone to Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from a couple guys who wish they had powers. This week we strap on our web shooters and start playing with portals. It's 2023 Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. But first, he is a pro, and I mean pro, at kicking his own ass into oblivion. It's Jason. How you doing, Jason? (laughs) I'm doing okay, yeah. I am pretty good at that, you're right. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, you know, this is kind of nice. It is. It's a, it's a change of pace. I forgot how we do this. I mean, we've been doing it another way for so long that, yeah, this feels weird. It it feels, it feels really weird. Uh, you know, I kind of like it. Uh, maybe we'll do it again later in the, in the series. You know, we need to break this, this, this whole hot hero summer thing up. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's. It's a little rough. It's it good. is. It's, I mean, we've gotten through the first season, and I'm already dreading season two. Man, do you think season two is going to be any better than season one, though? Well, if if history has anything to say with it, probably not seeing as they had a writer's strike. Oh, that's right. We've, We're we've in a writer's, a writer's strike, too. In fact, I've got a is. news article that touches upon that. Whoa, whoa wait. I thought we didn't do news. We don't do news in the other format, but in this format, oh. we do news. Oh, that's right. We 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 don't do news in the Hot Hero Summer. But right. this isn't Hot Hero Summer. This is a special edition of Smoking and Drinking in Capes. So, hit me up with your news, sir. All right. So, the first news that I have is, is some sad news. Um, so... Not sure if you know, but John Romita Sr., the father of John Romita Jr., Mm -hmm. uh, both of whom are pretty big names in the comics community. They're both comic book artists. Well, John Romita Sr. has died at the age of of 93. Now, was was Sr. or Jr. the producer for uh, Spider-Man? That'd be Junior. Yeah. It was Junior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Junior I knew, I knew was the Romita one that was involved. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Junior was the one that was kind of heading up Marvel for a little while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would have been Junior. Okay. Now, because I know one of them was involved with the Tobey Maguire stuff. I'm pretty sure that was Junior. But... Oh no, I'm thinking Ra- Rami. Rami. 
aren't I? He was the director of the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movies. Right. So, yeah, um, but John Romita Sr. Uh, worked on The Amazing Spider-Man. He also helped co-create some characters like Wolverine and such. So, um, but yeah, he's he has been, um, he has passed away. So, well, that's that's unfortunate. Sounds like long life. Ninety what? Ninety three. Yeah, yeah. So he lived probably much longer than I'm going to. So, oh, what? <laughs> Do you know something that I don't? Well, I don't think I'm going to make it to ninety three. I when you treat your body like an amusement park for as long as as I have, yeah, ninety three yeah. is a pie in the sky kind of dream. Oh, okay. So you're, um, you're, no, I'm not saying saying I'm going to kick the bucket tomorrow. Okay, good. I'm not, I'm not quite to 93 yet, but. Okay. (laughs) Okay, good. Just ask me what my next article is. What else you got? Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, I take that back. I don't want to ask. We're going to be stuck on this for a while. No, what else you got? Um, so with the writer strike that we just mentioned going on, it seems mm-hmm. that the new Daredevil uh, te- television show that Disney Plus is producing, as well right. as uh, the new Batman spinoff, The Penguin, that DC is producing right now, have officially stopped production until the end of the writer strike. Okay. Now that's the the Penguin with um, Colin. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the spinoff. Um, of, from, from from Pattinson from Pattinson's Batman, right? From Sparkly Batman, gotcha. Right. Okay. Well, so when are they going to start production back up? Um, like I said, and to, at the end of the writer's strike. When's that? Um, whenever that may be. Oh, they didn't have that in the news article. No, they do not have a, a an end to the writer's strike in the news article. Well, that's unfortunate. I was hoping you might have some scoops. No, I've I've got zero scoops on the writer strike. I'm going to say not until the end of summer at the earliest. Do you think that long? Oh yeah, yeah. The last writer strike in 2008. So 100, 100 and something days, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't until I want to say it started get tracking into fall before they they finally ended that came to terms. Which. I mean, why uh, do they wait so long? Well, I mean, they they haven't even come back to the table since the strike started, uh, is what yeah. I was reading a couple of days ago. So they haven't even come back to start negotiating yet. Um, hmm. And part of that is because the the SAG-AFTRA and the WGA, or not WGA, but the Directors Guild um, contracts are also coming due this summer. Um, and they just wrapped up and came to terms for the Directors Guild uh, contracts. So the SAG-AFTRA will be the next one that they have to deal with, and then they'll probably focus back on the on the Writers Guild. Okay. All these unions. I mean... Yeah. It is what it is. They want to yeah, negotiate is. new terms, and yeah, it's part of the process. Well, why don't they negotiate when it's time for the renewal instead of... Well, they did. They started negotiating before the renewal expired, but they didn't, didn't come like to terms. It's... Yeah. So they went... Okay. So right. they went on strike. Okay. That's how... What else you got? That's how collective bargaining works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my movies and TV shows, damn it. Well, you've still got movies and TV shows coming out. Now, there may be a pause... Because depending upon how quickly they get back to production yeah, after they look, come to an agreement, but yeah. Look, you know, we already had to deal with this uh, this this pause because of something that happened three years ago. What happened three years ago? COVID. What the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's government conspiracy. Right. It ain't right. real. Yeah, but sure. you know, we 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 just got through the whole the whole aftermath of 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 COVID, right? We just got through all that. We're we're starting to get our the hitting the ground running again. And damn it, now we're going to have and another now break. Now these fuckers aren't fiddling for you anymore. They aren't. 
I mean, shit, they had a whole vacation in 2020. What more do they need? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. What else you got? All right. So uh, it appears that James Gunn has confirmed the first DC Universe movie character. Uh, okay. And that is? Well, you want to take a guess? Okay. Um, DC Universe movie character. Uh, is it? Is it Supergirl? No. Superman? No. Aquaman? No. Batman? No. Robin? No. Blue Beetle? Yes. Okay. I was I I, I was trying to avoid that one, <laughs> uh, just because I wasn't quite sure. But okay, so Blue Beetle is in the new Blue Beetle is officially is in the Gunnerverse connected to the DC universe. Yes, the Gunnerverse, the, not the, the DCEU, but the DCU. Right. Okay. All right. So the upcoming I mean, Blue Beetle will, I mean, I think it's technically going to be the um, first, uh, the the first DCU movie. But his tweet right. was actually it says the first DC character for sure is Blue Beetle, and the first DCU movie is Superman. So I guess that when he says DCU movie, he means the movies that are produced under by DC under by him. by this group. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't they're, they're he saying, doing the the Superman movie? He's doing the Superman movie. Uh, is he? Is he? I thought he was just producing. Is he directing too? I thought he was directing. Research on the fly. Yeah, let's do Superman Legacy. And let's see who is actually doing that one. So Superman Legacy. I mean, he did say that they're they're working on casting. Uh, but apparently, yeah, director James yep, Gunn. There it is. July July eleventh, twenty twenty five. Oh, I'm gonna have something to do on my birthday. Oh, that is your birthday, isn't it? It is. It is. That's if I remember two years from now. And that's if they keep that schedule. Right. If they don't push it. Yeah. So, yeah, James Gunn. Oh. Uh, all right. See, I I didn't know he was directing it. I thought he was. I mean, good for him. <laughs> I mean, so I think he wants to. I think he wants to hit the ground running. I think he's he's one of those that he's got he's got a reputation. So he's got a right. good reputation for making superhero movies. I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Movies are some of the best MCU movies out there. Yes. Um, he did a great job with the Suicide Squad. Um, mm. And so did I did good with Peacemaker. Did you watch that? I haven't watched that. No, I haven't watched oh. Peacemaker. I need to, I need to do that. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I need to do that in Strange New Worlds. I've gone ahead and just decided that I'm going to watch Strange New Worlds. I just haven't gotten Aww. to it yet. This summer's been too fucking busy. Oh. And you've got Aww, me that, watching that, stupid shit shows that, for the the show, so. That brings that brings a smile to my face <laughs> and a little tear to my eye. Oh. Mark this day down. Today is uh, June 14th, 2023 at 8:12 in the BTZ time zone. Jason has decided he is going to watch Strange New Worlds. I'm going to give hell it a try. Hath, hell hath frozen <laughs> over. No, it's not Discovery. I'm oh, never watching Discovery. that That's fucking right. show. That's right. That's right. No, you know, Strange New Worlds is good. I I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I liked it more than Discovery. Uh, and dare I say... I liked it a bit better than Picard, but Picard did have some good stuff. But overall, I like I like Strange New Worlds better than Picard. Interesting. Uh, Picard Picard season two. Oh well, yeah. Okay. I mean, um, and probably even Picard season three, just because I thought Picard season three a little too much nostalgia. You, know? you weren't saying that when we were reviewing it. No, I was too. I was a little. I was a little. Nostalgia was a little heavy-handed, dude. Every single one of my uh, haikus had something about nostalgia <laughs> in it. 
I, mean, well, I thought on. you were just being nostalgic. Oh, I th- you thought I was just carrying a, a, a theme, right? No, I I really liked I lo- I really liked uh, Strange New Worlds. I think I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. So I'm looking at Gunn's um, filmography. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I haven't seen I haven't seen Brightburn. Um, I haven't either. And but it's on I've the seen, it's on the list. Yeah. I've seen Slither. I haven't um, seen Slither. So Slither is is um, sounds like a snake movie. No, actually, it is a science fiction comedy horror. Interesting. Okay. So <laughs> if it's not on the list, we need to make sure it gets on the list. I didn't know it had science fiction written into it. I guess it should. It's aliens, um, but it's a it's a but the the kicker is comedy he's really he's really all about the comedy type stuff right right slither is on the list in fact you put it on there (laughs) excellent good i I thought ahead um you know so it's got me it's got me curious as to how the tone is going to be for that Superman movie. I mean, I wasn't expecting dark and brooding like Zack Snyder, but you know, is it going to be more light hearted comedy type stuff that I think we saw be... in, in guard because guardians was guardians three was heavy. You guardians know, it was, kinda, three it was had, heavy. It had some heavy feels, but it also had quite a bit, quite a bit of, of one liner, funny moment type type thing it did but and i don't want to get into a review of (coughs) guardians of the galaxy 3 again again um but the the comedy in it fit the mood it wasn't right it wasn't bright levity it was kind of this cynical levity per the moment right okay yeah okay all right it's just that that just has me. I I mean, I'm color me intrigued. Yeah, I'm interested um, to see what he's going to do with it too. Right. I mean, Suicide Squad was great. Uh, you you know that was a that was a good one. But again, um, that's I a lot of tongue in cheek levity. Of, it was a lot of comedy. Yeah, it was a lot of levity in there. I so I. I don't know. I don't know. What character do you think Nathan Fillion will play? In Superman Legacy? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll play uh, John or no, because, well, I guess this is going to depend on when, this is when he's in Smallville. Is it? I think so. So although it's not an origin story, the film focuses on a young version of Superman as a reporter interacting with key characters such as Lois Lane as he goes on a journey to reconcile his Kryptonian heritage with his human family in Smallville. So maybe he'll play um, Papa Kent. Maybe he'll play Jonathan Kent. Well, that'd be kind of interesting. It would be. Wow. Because, you know, uh, uh, Fillion's in everything Gunn does. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I was gonna watch it, but I, I'm really gonna watch it now if Gunn stays as director. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, th- I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I'm intrigued. All right. Well, that's all I got? got. That's it? That's it. There's three. Just three. But you haven't done news for like, it feels like months. Hey, look, I got to keep your expectations at a certain level. I'm not going to okay. overachieve for you because then you're going to expect it every show. So three is I, all you're getting. That's true. That's true. All right, fine. How about a pod crawl? Let's do it. Do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod the pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl excellent insert it deep pod crawl kind of like a space suppository full of information spider gwen is giving us her origin story and we see what happened to peter parker in her universe 
Apparently he was the lizard and was accidentally killed by Gwen during a school dance because he had two left feet, and a tail. This has made her public enemy number one for the police force and her unknowing father. While answering a disturbance at an art gallery, Gwen comes across a version of the vulture that is made of paper and from the Renaissance period. While trying to defeat the vulture, Spider-Man 2099 and a motorcycle riding pregnant Spider-Woman show up from another dimension to lend a hand. After the battle Daddy Stacy catches Gwen and she reveals that she is her daughter. It doesn't go well and he tries to arrest her anyway. She's her daughter? Gwen escapes with the other Spider-People and we jump back over to Miles. 16 months have passed, Miles has become loved by the city for the most part and helps to keep the city safe. Miles runs into a 2-bit crook named Spot that can create Wily Coyote portals. The two duke it out and eventually Rorschach reveals that the Collider explosion is what caused his transformation and he blames Miles for it happening. Eventually the Dalmatian kicks his own ass and falls into the space between portals and learns he can travel between universes. Miles heads home thinking he won and Spider-Gwen shows up to do secret reckon on Spot. She decides to visit Miles at the same time because those two are gonna hook up eventually. Maybe not in this flip, but it will happen, mark my words. Miles learns about the fancy teleporting watches and decides to secretly follow Gwen to see what she is doing and maybe offer help. Gwen is told to leave Miles behind by Prego Spider-Woman but, Miles slips into the portal at the last second to go help. The duo meet up with India Spider-Man and Spider-Punk and try to defeat Spot before he can absorb more Collider juice. They are too late, but Miles is whammied by the Collider as well and sees a vision of his dad dying at the hands of Super Spot. The building starts to collapse and the Spider-Gang jump into action to try and save everyone. During the save, a canon event occurs and Miles unknowingly prevents it from happening. The group travels back to Spider HQ and Miles meets all the other Spider-People from other universes and timelines. We are treated to a plethora of cameos, deep cuts, and nerd culture as we see Spider-Men from all over the different medias. Miles learns about canon events and figures out that his father is supposed to be one. Miles wants to go back and save his father, but is told that doing so will destroy that universe and possibly every other universe in the multiverse. Miles, being the young teenager he is, doesn't accept that outcome and is imprisoned until the event is over. Miles breaks out with a little help from Spider-Punk and the whole gang starts chasing him through the city. Eventually, Miles is caught and then learns he was the original anomaly to the timeline. He was bitten by a spider from Earth-42 and Spider-Man was never made there. He wasn't supposed to get powers and therefore Miguel hates him for it. Miles breaks away using his electric shock ability and runs back to the Spidey base and uses the teleporter thingy that sends the other anomalies back to their home Earth to make his escape. Gwen is kicked out of the group and sent home packing. Gwen and her dad make up, and she vows to help Miles save his dad. Unfortunately, we find out that the machine scanned the genetic signature of the spider and sent Miles back to Earth-42 and not his Earth. Miles is caught by the Prowler aka Miles. Q-Spot beginning his attack on the city, and Gwen gathering all her friends from the first movie to go and try and save Miles and the city credits. Alright, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I just want to say, you know, our pod crawl lady Sophia has been on vacation for a while. I'm going to give her a pass in the fact that she doesn't know how to read or pronounce Renaissance. Are you sure she doesn't know how to read or does she know how to read and you just miswrote it? No, no. Spellcheck found it and spelled it correctly. So I'm going to say that she just doesn't know how to say Renaissance. I mean, she is British after all. Oh, I thought you were talking about how Gwen is her own daughter. Well, you know, look, look <laughs> that's that's probably just fat fingering something. All right. I can't, I can't help that one. That one, that one's my bad. All right. Um, overall thoughts, sir. Um, it wasn't bad. I don't think okay. it was as good as the first one. Really? Yeah, I don't. Okay. Um, I have some issues with it. Now, do you th- is your is your opinion colored by the fact that you didn't realize that this was a two parter? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I know you you were like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Uh, after that, <laughs> you you didn't realize that it was that. I knew going in that it was a two. I mean, I knew I knew. From the beginning, not from the beginning, but I knew quite early that this was a two-parter flick. Yeah, Uh, see, I didn't realize they were splitting it up into two parts. Yeah, yeah. So I I was prepared for that. I'm in for the long haul, baby. And it's it's not so much that I'm 
it's not so much that I'm upset that they split it into two parts. My issue with it comes from the way they split it up. Okay. And we can we can talk about that when we get there. Yeah. Yeah, well, if we get there, because, you know, we might split it up into two parts. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, not as strong, huh? No, I, I really don't think it's as strong. Um, I, I, the, the story, the story dragged. I mean, it, I, it, it, yeah. So I, I have a few issues. The, the first and most glaring issue that I have with this iteration is the constant style changes and, um, some of the dimensions, the way that the, the dimensions, I guess, work especially Gwen's dimension. Gwen's dimension annoyed the ever-loving shit out of me. Um, but yeah, the, the, the constant style changes, the constant clashing of you know art styles depending upon what dimension they're in, that got a little bit old and it was really, really distracting. Um, okay. So what I mean by, by Gwen's dimension is in her dimension, apparently the background... Um, See? The, the background changes based on the mood of the people within it. See, I liked that. I I liked so this is how I looked at that. Um I looked at that as as this is this uh this uh iteration is Gwen's story, right? The first one was all about Miles. This one is more about Gwen. And so we're more or less kind of living in her head and and her view of her world changes based off of her mood, right? It's all doom and gloom and, and that kind of deal. And as she gets more sad and more lonely and that kind of stuff, you know, things start getting muted and blues and greens and things like that. And then, mm -hmm. you know, she becomes happy and it's all bright and vibrant. Yeah. I actually, I actually liked that that's that choice. I so, thought that that was kind of interesting. I understand the choice that they were going for there. And I think that's, I think that's a great artistic style. I think that was a good design choice. They went way too far. It was distracting. It pulled me out okay. of the scene because the, the, the background fills 90% of the fucking screen. The, the characters on that screen are only about 10% of the fucking scene. And okay. when the entire goddamn background transitions three different fucking times within the space of 15 seconds, it's distracting. It pulls me out of the scene. And, and sometimes I didn't realize what was going on because I was too distracted at looking at the fucking background and they were okay. doing shit and saying shit. And then I missed it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, right. it pissed me right. off. Okay. Um, so, so the, the different art styles um, I read was, on purpose yeah. they they had they had specific sp specific styles for the specific uh, for the main areas right mm -hmm. the main universes that were visited yep um and i and i kind of liked it um i i overall i i liked it i do think that i wasn't a big fan of spider punk and and his you know the whole and, and that's that's one of the things that i have one of the issues that i have with the conflicting art styles is right he he was you know you want the focus on him every once in a while but his art style that graffiti uh art style that his dimension has right is right. so British flashy dimension and, yeah. yeah and it is so flashy and uh ever changing that it, it it actually pulls the focus to him when you don't want the focus to go to him, right? Yeah. So the focus is on one of the other characters that's happening right now, but the focus is on him because his shit is changing. It's such a, a huge clash with the rest of the the, the scene. It's it mm -hmm. it just pulls your focus away. I didn't I didn't enjoy that either. Okay. I had I had trouble ignoring him when I needed to to focus on where they wanted me to focus. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I can see that. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with you with with Spider Punk. I think Spider Punk was he was a little much. Um, 
I, mean, I would have been. I like the character. Okay, he's oh, yeah, a, yeah. he's no, a well, no, anarchist, yeah, but, uh, punk, right. rocker. It's, it, yeah, it nothing, fit the character fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with the character. Um, mine, mine is that particular style was a little much to me. I will agree with that. I I liked I liked Renaissance Vulture. I thought that that was I thought that was clever. Yeah. That was very that was very clever because there was already a precedent for that with the fact that we had uh, Noir Spider Man in the first one, right? And sure. then we had we had the uh, manga uh, Penny Parker, right? Um, you know, so we had you know they brought in their particular style and Spider Pig, um, and Spider Pig, yeah, uh, yeah, because his was very much um, uh, single color type. You know, no shading. It was all flat, bold color um, on him. You know, so so there was a precedent for it. Um, and I liked when we got to Spider Society and all that kind of fun stuff of seeing different art styles based off of really the the source material that they're pulling themselves pulling those characters from. Um, I, I like seeing that. I, I will say, man. And the whole theater basically chuckled when it went to Lego Spider Man. That was yeah, yeah. That was that was good, <laughs> um, you know. So overall, I liked the styles and the the ideas that that there were slightly different looks based off of where you were. I do I do think some clashed with others more than they needed to, um, but. I didn't get distracted. I I didn't get distracted by Gwen and and her her color changes. I and in fact I you know I I leaned over to Jan. I was like I I said that's cool. I like how they're changing her colors based on her mood. She goes, oh yeah, they are. You know, because at first I was like, wait, why is her hair gr- starting to go green? And I'm like, oh wait, wait, she's it's getting darker. Yeah. She's sad. Okay, I see what they're doing here. And then you know, and it, because she's thinking of Miles and all that stuff, yeah. and no friends. Um, so I, I really liked it. It kind of got you. It helped get you into her headspace. But then when she was outside of, you know, when she was outside of her own dimension or whatever, nothing changed. You know, her. She had her normal palette or whatever her right. happy palette. Well, and um, she was changing in her dimension just because of the lighting in the scene. Right. So it wasn't so much right. she was changing right. in, in her dimension. It was the scene around her that was changing. Right. Her environment. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked it. I, I didn't find it as, as jarring as you did, I guess, um, other than Spider-Punk. That, that one, I had a hard time. I had a hard time following that one. Right, yeah. Uh, and and I do agree with you. There were there were some times where I caught myself looking at what he was doing as a background character because things were shifting on him constantly. Right. You know. So. Um. All right. What else? You said there was a couple things. You said. I mean, that's the that's the main crux that of was the it. Main, okay. Um, other than. It was cool to see so many Spider-Man uh, iterations, mm-hmm. but I didn't need to see them the entire fucking movie. Um, I think they focused on that many Spider-Man. Um, I mean, you have to admit, like, a good quarter of the movie is just introducing all the different fucking types of Spider-Man out there, right? Yeah, as you're walking through the yeah. societies and stuff like Yeah, yeah. I, do, I, I, I didn't do. need to see all that. Um yeah. But other than that, the rest of it was fine. The The plot set up fairly well. Um, it okay. kind of dragged a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit predictable. Um, once they revealed that, you know, the, the spider from Dimension 42 uh, wasn't native to his dimension, you kind of figured that he was going to be heading back to Dimension 42 at some point. And since there's right. no Spider-Man there, it's probably going to be crime-ridden and sure enough he headed back to dimension 42 and sure enough it was crime-ridden okay did you did you expect miles to be the prowler no i didn't see that one um okay but it kind of makes sense i guess yeah so so my my thinking um is when he first got over there you know he's he's talked you know obviously miles is alive because mom isn't freaked out 
other than the fact that he changed his clothes. Right. Um, or changed his hair. So I was thinking, um, you know, dad or uh, uncle was alive and they were talking about a prowl, uh, you know, when, when he put on the glove, he goes, well, I'm not the prowler. I'm like, okay, dad's the prowler. That's what I was thinking. And then they go up on the roof or, you know, but then you see the the wall and you're like, okay, no, dad's dead. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't see it being miles. Um, I don't, I don't know who I thought the prowler was. I, I figured it'd just be somebody else. I mean, actually, as soon as he actually, said, I'm not the prowler, I was actually, like, okay, know, so it has to be miles then. Right. Well, see, I was, I was kind of, I, there for a second, I was thinking it was Parker. Oh yeah. That could, that would have been a neat twist. Right. Cause P- Peter, Peter didn't get the spider bite. Right. Um, and for whatever reason turned to a, I mean, it makes sense why miles became the prowler life of crime. Cause dad, dad wasn't there, but that's kind of where I was going was, was Parker's not a hero in this particular one. He's a villain. Right. That's kind of what I thought would happen. Similar to Parker turning into a lizard and Stacy's because Stacy got the spider bite. Right. You know, so, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it being miles. It makes sense. Um, I, I don't know. There wasn't enough of it to make an, to make a real good decision on whether or not I like that, you know, cause I mean, we didn't see much right yet. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see how, how that plays out. Um, I've, I've got a few, I got a few issues, uh, with some of the other stuff that happened, uh, since we're kind of talking issues, I, I, I think something's, Something's off with Miguel. Why do you he's, say that? He's not being up and up. You don't think? I don't think so. I think he's just kind of a weird, intense kind of guy. Yeah, but... I mean, he was in the comic, too, but... Yeah, but I... I, I I'm... I almost think... And I read an article, and I agree with this article to an extent. I can see it happening... I wonder if Miguel's going to end up being kind of the antagonist or the, not necessarily the bad guy, but the bad guy in the, in the third one. Okay. You know, cause he's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of sort of the bad guy in this one uh, because he's trying to keep Miles from going and doing the canon event, which I've got some issues that we need to talk about on that. Um, but you know, you know, he's already there. But there's, there's no way with where they left this off at. There is no way that they have an entire movie, uh, an entire movie's worth of material with Spot being the end game. Well, it may end up that because Spot, Spot's at Spot's in the world. Spot's yeah, yeah, about yeah. to destroy the world, right? Yeah. So, so. So Spot's got to be at least, I, I can't see him going past quarter, maybe halfway through the movie, and that gets rectified one way or another. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure where they're going with this. So they, yeah. they could stretch Spot out to be the overarching bad guy through the third movie. Uh, they could deal with Spot fairly easily, and then uh, another bad guy reveals himself in the third movie. I could see that happening, too. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be Miguel. I don't know that they want to do that with that character. Um, I mean, maybe it comes back to, you know, Miles on Miles action with uh, Miles Prowler versus okay. Miles Spider-Man. Possibly. Possibly. Um yeah, I I don't know. Um, I just I think something's off with I, I just in my gut I think something's off with Miguel. There there his stories don't coincide. How so? All right, let's talk. Let's 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 uh, transition to canon events. All right, so he he stipulates that a canon event is. A captain close to Spider-Man dies. Okay. Right. 
That's that's one of that's one of the canon events. Um, and then they go and they show they they show some different situations of it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and it's a captain that's a go uh, a what did he say? It was a captain that is against Spider Man. Uh, basically a nemesis, not a nemesis, but a, 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 a against Spider Man dying trying to save somebody. Okay. Then they show a picture of, and you wouldn't know this because you haven't watched it. They show a picture of Dennis Leary from The Amazing Spider Man. He dies. Yes, he's close to Gwen Stacy, right? Uh, and and that is Spider Man's love interest in that movie. Right. He didn't die trying to save someone. How did he die? Uh, he got stabbed by the lizard because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I believe he got stabbed by the lizard. He he died basically wrong place, wrong time. Spider-Man wasn't trying to save him, or Spider-Man didn't even try to save him, because uh, he ended up, Spider-Man wasn't there, necessarily. Well, what was he doing there? I mean, what, what was, was he doing at the time? What, what were the circumstances of him getting stabbed by the lizard? Uh, let me... Let me look this up real quick. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Here we go. Um, little research on the fly. Okay, so it wasn't in the first one. It was in... Oh, no, yeah. So Gwen creates an antidote uh, for the lizard. Peter disperses it, restoring Connors to uh, and his victims back to num back to normal, but not before the lizard fatally wounds Captain Stacy. Um, before his death, Captain Stacy asks Peter to avoid Gwen to help keep her safe. Prior to that... So he died trying to keep somebody safe. No, no. He wasn't trying to keep... No. He wasn't uh, trying to keep Gwen safe? No, no. He was just saying to avoid Gwen in the future so that she is... So, so that... So Stacy knew that Spider-Man was... Uh, Peter Parker. They uh -huh. earlier in the thing, Peter revealed himself. Yeah. Stacy let him go. Yeah. And then he just he just basically said, You need to stay away from my daughter so that she doesn't get pulled into this stuff. So he was trying to keep his daughter safe. No. And he died but, doing it. But Miguel Miguel specifically says it's trying to save someone, not just keep them safe. It was trying to save someone. Okay. I think you're being a little pedantic, and I think they wanted to okay. try to to capture or to to bring in the previous Spider-Man movies. Okay, to show uh, that you know that's the fine. real life Spider-Man is also okay. That's fine, except except um, he also said try uh, you know the Captain Stacy or a Captain close to you will die while you're battling a nemesis, right? So in India, there was no in whatever India universe. Um, there was the nemesis had already left. If you want to call Spot India's nemesis, India Spider Man's nemesis, but he's not. He's from Miles's thing. Well, I think Spot so is all the Spider Man's nemesis at this point. You think at this point, possibly yes, but. Not at that point in time. I think at but, that point in time, he okay. would have been all Spider-Man nemesis. Because okay. he was then, going through all of their dimensions, just causing havoc, wreaking havoc, yeah, looking for, uh, but looking for more power. Yeah, but Indian Spider-Man didn't try to save his dad. He just let, you know, he didn't even know that his dad was going to die. And it's supposed to, like, they're supposed to watch it or something, I thought. I don't know. I think... I think the canon, the canon thing is, so that particular canon event I don't like. I, I it seems off. Well, I the I other... don't like the whole idea of the canon event to begin with because supposedly if you interrupt a canon event, that just basically destroys that universe eventually, right? Supposedly, yes. So what they're saying is that Spider Man is the center of their own fucking universe, right? Yeah. And so if and, you if, if Spider-Man fucks up at any point and disrupts a canon event, whether, um, you know, just by accident or on purpose, he destroys that that entire dimension. Right. That's dumb. But 
We know that that's not necessarily true because Miguel also turns around and says that Miles was the initial uh, was the uh, the initial anomaly, right? The original he was the first anomaly. anomaly, yeah. Original anomaly, which that happened sixteen months prior. We know that they showed that for the last, you know, the, during right. during Miles's thing, the last sixteen months I've been Spider Man, so it's been sixteen months. Nothing's wrong with Earth forty two other than it's a dumpster fire, but there's no there's no portal. There's no you know there's no unraveling of that universe because there's no Spider Man. Which right. technically I would think if there's no Spider Man, you know, there being a Spider Man, Spider Woman, Spider something, it would be a canon event. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So. I, it, it, it's, so that makes me think that Miguel is there's Miguel's story isn't always straight. And how how is it that Miguel taking over? From, I think you got a hard on against Miguel. No, what no, the I'm fuck just saying. What did Miguel that, do to you? Where did Miguel touch you? Uh, in the no no places. Yeah. But but how how is Miguel taking over the life of the other Miguel? Such a universe breaking event. Yeah, I don't know. Because the plot needed it to be. Right. Because at this point in time, Miguel is Miguel is Spider-Man 2099, right? Right. right? There's one version of him. It's not like a Peter Parker or something like that from another universe. So it's not like he kept that Spider-Man from that universe from forming, right? That he went in after the fact. So everything was playing out like it should, except for the fact that he kind of took over his body or took over, a, you know, you know, body snatcher or whatever uh, to try to be happy. Right. So I, it just, I don't know. There's, there's not enough, there's not enough information there, n- not enough supporting information to support his claims and there's an and to me there's enough reasonable doubt just because of the because of miles to cast doubt on what miguel is claiming because if it was a really a canon event all hell should have broken loose on earth 42 um more or less earth whatever 1610 i think is what they called it um you know miles's earth should have imploded on itself as well just be due to the fact that spider-man saved miles because miles wasn't supposed to be there and he ended up dying yeah. you know type of deal so so it's it's like they're either it's shitty writing and they didn't think of these things or there's something else going on and we'll see that in maybe like the back half of of 3 possibly yeah yeah because you know because because spot got too big too quickly right well i mean for this to be a two-parter i i don't know i mean i can i can see them still extending the 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 spot plot line in the third one so yeah i, I can't i can't it's going to be a long ass movie. So what I'm wondering is why they made Miguel this this Spider-Man vampire thing. I don't remember him being a vampire in the original comics run. Uh he has he does he has claws and and stuff like that. He has more spider DNA in him than Yeah, so in the original comic because it came out whenever I was heavy into comics back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um I, I used to read the the Spider Man twenty ninety nine. They weren't great, but they were okay. Um, and so, yeah, he he basically transformed his DNA or a lot of his DNA into Spider because he was trying to recreate uh, Spider Man's abilities. Um, and so, basically, he has like organic webbing and uh, enhanced strength and acrobatics, like a spider, and, and and claws from that. But in the movie, he's like a vampire. Yeah, he, well, he's got some sort of, he's got to take some sort of No, they, shot. they they said he was a vampire. Did they? Yes. Hmm. I, did, I, I must have missed that piece. 
Do they say anything on Wikipedia? Holder of all knowledge. Doesn't uh, look like it. Ninja. Yeah. A muscular ninja vampire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm and, just, I'm wondering what in the fuck. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll answer that. I, I don't know. I, I didn't catch that part. Um, but yeah, that seems a little weird. That seems a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so this thing, this thing did hella good. Oh, in the box office? Hella good. It is at four. Holy shit. 405 million. million. Damn. And it's only been out for two weeks. Damn. It, it surpassed. Uh, let me get down here. Um, it had, as of June 12th, it had grossed $232 million in the United States and had surpassed spot, the first Spider-Verse's into the Spider-Verse's total gross of $384 million in just 12 days. So it's going gangbusters. It is, it is making out like gangbusters. Um. I, I, overall, I liked this. I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought, you know, it does have some issues. Yeah, it's um, got issues, but I mean, it, it's, it's fine. I, again, I don't like it as much as the first one. I think the first the one fir- had more heart to it. Yes. But, um, I, I agree. And, and I don't like the way they just ended this one. It was just <laughs> an abrupt, you know, cut to black. And just like right in the middle of a fucking scene, there's right. no, there's no, so, so there's no subtlety to it. It's just this is the end of the movie. Bump. <laughs> yeah. So I saw I saw a meme today, uh, and I almost posted it in the Discord, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it just in case spoiler stuff. I guess I could have spoiler tagged it. Um, but there was a there was a meme where they show. Uh, you know, Miles is is tied to the uh, tied to the punching bag, and Uncle punches right next to the punching bag. They they took movie clips, and uh, and instead it's it, it shows like blood spray coming out from the backside of the <laughs> punching bag, and then there's a title that says Miles will not return again. <laughs> Miles will not be back. I'm like, oh, dude, that's that's harsh. That's harsh. Oh, that is uh, awesome. But but yeah, it was that was it was a very uh, it was kind of abrupt. Um but I I knew it was coming. Uh I just but it was quite abrupt. There there wasn't a Yeah, you know, normally when you have two parters, there is some sort of logical conclusion. Uh, I I I started getting the idea that they were splitting this up into two separate movies when it was like almost two and a half hours in and they're just getting to dimension 42 and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, discussing the prowler. And I'm like, uh, uh, we're already two and a half fucking hours into this movie. How long is this damned movie? (laughs) Dude, this is, this is a a James Cameron avatar. There's an intermission and then you come back. Or no, well, that wasn't Avatar. That was a Titanic, wasn't yeah, it, or something like yeah, that? That had an like intermission, that. yeah. And then you came back, yeah. But, well, I mean, they yeah. used to do that with older movies that were like three hours long. They'd have an intermission in between. Yeah, I I seem to remember going to a couple of them that were like that, where you had a quick, quick intermission. So you know, yeah, I overall great. I'm ready. Let's let's finish this bad this bad boy off. Um, when is the next one coming out? March. Oh, in March 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mar- March. I think is March 24 is what it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, March 29th. No, March 29. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so so we'll be we'll definitely be covering um, that one uh, when it comes when it comes out. So that'll be good. Uh, any other, any other little final things you want to talk about? We, uh, we've gone kind of long today. No, no, that's, that's it. All right. Go watch it. I think. Yeah. It's, it's worth a watch. Yeah. I don't think you'd be 
disappointed. I don't think so. All right. Uh, superpower roll call, sir. Um, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. <laughs> which which one? All of them. No, no. In this particular case, you have to choose one. No, of them. I just have to name a no, superhero. No. All of them. All right. You know what? That's fine. I will choose for you. You're going to be Spider Rex with short arms and everything. I'm going to be Spider Rex. You could be the horse. Um. So I actually kind of like uh, Miles's uh, character okay. set. So. Um, because he can turn invisible and do electric shit too. So right, yeah, I'm gonna go with all Miles. Right. I, all right, I had the same thing. I, mine was a toss up between uh, uh, Gwen and Miles. Uh, Gwen because uh, kind of more um, acrobatic, more ballet sort of situation and kind of snarky. Uh, but then Miles took it over. Snarky is not a superpower. I know, but it, I kind of like the characterization. It's Spider-Man. I mean, you said I'm splitting hairs, you know. But for Miles, it was yeah the the being turning invisible. I did, I completely forgot about the invisibility part. Mine was the uh, electricity thing, you know, being able to blow force fields. Apparently, yeah. So, all right, uh, you got a black lung, sir. <laughs> Um, it's going to be an honorary black lung because nobody okay. smoked in this, uh, in this movie. Okay. So, right. uh, yeah. Honorary Logan. All right. Um, yeah, you could do that. I was kind of going to give it to, uh, Vulture with all of his, uh, grenade things that he was throwing around in the art department. Or you could give it to Spot because, I mean, his lungs were literally black. Well, that's true. Yeah. 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 All right. Head lush for me is going to go to Miles's mom <laughs> yeah. at, at the party. Yeah. Yeah. You? Uh, I'll go with that. I'll do that. I'll go Miles' mom. All right. All right. And player, sir. Player. So player for me, I think, is going to go to Gwen because, I mean, she... Oh. Okay. she broke the rules and hopped into a dimension she wasn't supposed to go to. Just because, no, she was supposed to. Well, she I mean, just, she she did something that she wasn't supposed to in that dimension, right? Uh, just you, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was trying to uh, get miles. Mm-hmm. So I'm going. I'm she going. Was lonely. Yep. All right. Well, I I went with Spider Punk because apparently Gwen likes to hang out with Spider Punk at the at the flat. Hobie, yeah. Hobie, yeah. So who's Hobie? You know, who's Hobie? I don't know. That's who I who I picked. Uh, Purple Hippo for me is going to go to Miles when he was getting uh, whammied by the collider and saw the uh, future. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, Purple Hippo is going to go to Miles for me as well, but for a different reason. I think uh, my Purple Hippo is going to go to him because... He gets sucked into Dimension 42, thinks it's his own dimension. Oh, yeah. Uh, interacts with his mom in a really weird way because she, you know, has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And then sees himself as, uh, you know, his first real uh, bad guy that he had to uh, fight against, which was the Predator. Yeah. yeah. Prowler. Prowler. Yeah, Predator is a completely different movie. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, that's gonna do it for today. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us for this uh, intermission. Uh, I have bad news. Uh, next week, uh, it's Hot Hero Summer all over again <laughs> uh, with season two, episodes one through six. Uh, that will be hosted by Jason. Uh, so uh, if you've made it this far, it only gets better. I swear. Yeah, I'm yeah, not lying. it's, it's, it's not, yeah. Season two is great. Season two is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, so uh, again, Hot Hero Summer is uh, kicking back up. Uh, this was a special, special little uh, treat for you guys, and uh, you can catch that on both uh, Smoking and Drinking in, in Space and in Capes uh, every week. 
uh, until now until eternity it seems like um, at least that's what it feels like for us so <laughs> it has felt uh, like it, an eternity oh, yeah well, hey at least we're getting like a three week break this week uh, coming up yeah it's not recording. this week yeah yeah no no we are we're done we're done for for like three weeks sure we are yeah because i'm gone oh that's right and then you're gone yeah 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 so we've got like three weeks and then we have like three back to back so i don't know if that's even really a vacation yeah we have to watch that's just prolonging the inevitable right right all right, that's going to do it for today. Intro and outro music is Demon by JVNA. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel over at smokinganddrinkingincapes.com slash Discord. You can also email us at smokinganddrinkingincapes at outlook.com. Be sure to visit the Gunna Geek Network for other great shows over at gunnageek.com. For this week, I'm Batman. Uh, I mean Spider-Man. And this is the end of the podcast. Thank you, Ben Riley. <laughs> <laughs>